Hey guys, what's up? We're back this week with MZG. These two twin brothers hail from Jacksonville, Florida, now are current residents and have been residents of Denver, Colorado for quite some time. I discovered them off their most recent collab with Big Gigantic on their latest album called Energy. What a freaking banger. These guys are known to be multi-genre bending producers and DJs. They have quite a musical background. You get the story, you get to learn it all behind the name, the background, the intentions, and the future of their project. It was great sitting down with Zach and Charles. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Don't forget, you get this only ad-free on my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane. We've got one-on-one lessons, vocal packs, sample packs, and much, much more. Go and check out their music. Go and check out the boys. You're going to be seeing them around a lot. They have shows coming up at Rowdy Town, at Red Rocks, as well as Halloween in Swanee, Florida. And that's about it. Let's tap in with MZG. I hope you guys have a killer rest of your week. The show today was brought to you by Vitaplur E-Boost Gum. With no pill to take or powders to mix, Vitaplur E-Boost Gum is a first-of-its-kind energy rave supplement that provides magnesium, electrolytes, and antioxidants while you chew. Vitaplur is the perfect complement to my active lifestyle, whether it's at the festival, on the road touring, or hitting the gym. Chew Vitaplur and dance with confidence. Use code LizzieJane for 10% off any order. Really? Tampa. We're from nice. we're from Jacksonville. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I saw the Jacksonville number, and that's where I was like, I I didn't even think about it. And then you said Zach, I was like, oh, like Jacksonville. Okay, we have a Jacksonville. So, were you guys? How long have you? Uh, how long have you guys lived here? About four and a half years now, pushing on five. Uh, March 29th of next year will be our five year. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I I assume you love it just as much as I love it in four months. I mean, yeah. It, oh, wait, you've been here for four months? For four months, yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. You like it? We, oh, we, love we it. used to oh, play yeah. venues in Tampa. You familiar with the Crowbar? Oh, my God. The Crowbar. <laughs> when I was in a band, I played a Crowbar really? all the time. All wait, time. you were in a band, was, too? I was, I was in, in a band, too. I was in a band. So, so were <laughs> I was you, in a jam band. You were a jam band. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a metal band. Same. A little different. <laughs> no, a little different. But, no, the Crowbar is was the shit. The Crowbar still has, like... Tom. Yes. The beard. Yeah, the beard. <laughs> well, you're deal- you have like... Wheeling and dealing Tom. <laughs> crowbar. You have like the Orpheum. Ritz is right there. The Ritz is, so Ritz is where I had a residency for years. Wow. So that's where it was Blunts and Blunts. And then it had Dev. That was another artist. So you know Alex Schombach? Oh, Schombach. Yeah. He's yes. a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good he's guy. a good guy. Like he's him. Good. Shout out, Alex. I met him once. He's, he's a good guy. He's very... Hardworking. He came from literally being a fucking candy kid. Really? And didn't I was, did we all? I was, did uh, we? Yeah, did, did we that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in I was, looking I, sheep's I, clothing. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. You're either, like, you were either in the generation. That is a teacher. You're either a generation that was like the plur kids, candy kids gone like either still plur kids candy kids or you like made it into the industry and like that's how i look at shambach like he literally started at 
the Ritz when it was the AMP before right. the AMP burned down. I remember that. Yep, huge That fire. was so long ago, too. So long 2012 ago. 2012, maybe? No. No. Oh, no. Because I wasn't old enough Way later to go to AMP. I want to say like 2015, was, 2016. Yes, because it was okay. the year I graduated high school, 2015. I tell you, it feels like an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But they got put in such a, I would say, better music venue where like AMP was like a club. I would say AMP was comparable to how Myth is in Jacksonville. Yeah. Like very Myth is like small. Small. But <laughs> Ritz is still. It used to be TSI. Really? See, I, that was before well, my, I, before our, my our time. Jackson Crunchy. So we got, we actually got started playing um, together as we used to go by Monozygotic. Okay. We rebranded as MZG because what a mouthful of a name. Yeah. Monozygotic. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, yeah. we used, we got started playing together at TSI at this event called Crunchy Sunday. Ooh. So every Sunday, I know what a choice, what a choice of a day. It packed out. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, every week for a good year, it was yeah. slammed. I mean, like line up. It was like, it was a few years actually. Yeah, right. Think yeah. about it. We first saw Eprom play there. Wow. T- yeah. 2011. E-prom, we opened like, for Eprom. Gr- grammatic played. <laughs> grammatic. Okay. Uh, like, like it was. It was honestly bizarre. Like how who else? The, the guy uh, that was Laser Sword. Show. Yeah, Laser Sword. I mean, that, that's a deep cut. That's but a deep cut. Laser Sword. <laughs> but like, like grammatic played, and like our boy Vlad would, you know, just have all these like awesome bookings, and we'd be in Jacksonville, and like, it's not like the you know, epi- you know epicenter of like you know edm like you know some like you know oh my god this it's the, the place grew up like musically based off of freebird and like you know yeah skinnered like that was like that's their roots freebird like, was it freebird that, like, that's well, what put jacks on the map there's, musically there's leonard skinner and then there's um the the Derek and susan trucks right right those are your like those are your like apex jacksonville jacksonville people Rude. and 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 John Wilkes' old band, what is it called? Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Yeah. Oh, I, I loved Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. So, so when they broke up, their uh, drummer was our drummer in a jam band. No yes. way. Yes. Okay, so my band. There's a lot to unpack. My band, Civil Action, yeah. one of our first shows was opening for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. No way. Yeah, at Local 662. Do you remember John Wilkes? So wait, did your band. Absolutely not. Did, not, not like, did y'all play a warp tour? So we played the Ernie Ball stage at okay. Warped Tour because we won the competition. Did y'all win? Did y'all get a bunch of strings and shit? We way sure. more strings than we ever needed. <laughs> <laughs> no pay, all guitar strings. Congratulations. Yeah. We're like, great. But as a band, I mean, talk about, because you can can kind of correlate with this. I think a lot of times, like, the general consumer doesn't realize like the expenses you have in an artist, but no. to be a DJ versus being in a band is like, there's a lot of propulsion being a DJ uh, as a band because you have, you're bringing together sometimes three, three plus three, three people plus, plus yep. three men's men's or women's lives together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and making it work. It's a beautiful thing for it to last as long as it does last, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, look at bands like Fish. The fact that those guys oh my God. have been touring for, what, 40-plus years or something like that? Is it 40? Yeah. I, I, I 80s, don't want to speak. I don't want to paraphrase. 80s, but yeah. It's an insane, it's an insane number for bringing four people's lives together and it working out. Yeah, like string cheese, like Pepper. We saw Pepper here before they did their 420 show. We saw them at Cervantes. Oh, nice. And 
they're like, we've been doing this for like 30 years. True. And, and to just, to just think about it, because like, I don't know if it was the same in your similar situation, but for me, oh. it was, I was definitely younger than like the band members and I took it super seriously. You I was ready to like not go to college, like not do anything. And then I just looked you're at like, them. You're like speaking from inside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I literally, we, we share very similar stories. I looked at them and I was just like, okay, are you going to like, are these people really the people that you're going to put like your life into? You're like, This you conversation know? is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, because it's like, it does take, as an artist, you have to have a team to make the hamster wheel spin. You got to have yourself. You have to have, you know, if you're at a certain point, you should still be knowledgeable about what the other team members do. But if you're going to have a team, you need to have a good manager. You need to have a good agent. Like you have to work to the point where you get to that point where it is facilitating. But in a band, it's like, it, it's what just a moving parts. Well, there's so there's many. So, and and there's, so many, there's so many mouths to feed and to listen to. Yeah. And that I think that, that I think that's honestly one of the one of the things that kind of, you know, struck me as like maybe this isn't for me mm-hmm. because I really don't like like I have a I have a I have a you know, I'm a one track person like once I get the blinders on I'm like, "Wait, I know this is going to work." I am too. And everyone would disagree because they wanted their ideas to work even though I knew their ideas weren't going to work, you know. And then yeah. you're like throwing the guitar. At the and then I'm the young guy being right and they hate that. And they hate that. <laughs> <laughs> They hate it. How they about the young that. girl being oh, right? Dude, dude, I, don't even, I can't that. even imagine the struggle you went through. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, well, because, you know, as a young person, you start off so pure and you're just so driven by the music. Meanwhile, you have, you know, you're in a, I was in a band with like 26, 27 year old. Same. They're not, what's the word I'm looking for? They've been through a lot. Yeah. More than I have. So they're a little like, they're a little more like off, uh, like, uh, like offset. You know what I mean? And like they've experienced life more. And, and Grant, I appreciate those guys. They they've pretty much raised me and my brother as far as like into the party scene and like how to behave and not be an 18 year old. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Love that part of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I mean, they were just so there's they were just the guidance was limited. The guidance was limited. They were a little bad. <laughs> like, it was a little it, it, it like reached a threshold like, cool, sweet. I don't know how to like I like I know how to not have like my head up my ass in a, in a social scenario, but like your musical ideas are not. And then, like, you know, like, yeah, no, exactly. Let's just, let's just put it on the I, table. And I had to leave the band. I ended up writing on the music and then there was, you know, some drama with it. And I was just like, I can't do this. Let's just do me and M- There's always drama. And, yeah. and it's, it's, yeah, it's very hard where, you know, people do have kids. People do have to move on. People do make life choices. It's hard to have a significant other that fully understands what you're doing and supports it. And especially like, let's say you've been in the band since and you've like been. multiple People in the band with the same thing. It's right? yeah. It's yeah. magic when it works out. I yeah. Will say, yeah. Like, yeah like, sure. like 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 bands like Fish and Strange Widespread. Strange They're meant Cheese. to do it. Like like the fact that it all worked out. Like and I, we don't know their their internal mm-hmm. conflicts, but. From the outside looking in, they've been doing it. Yeah. Playing show. You know, it's, they're making it work, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I think the main reason why I decided to run with what I was doing, and I'm sure it's probably a bit similar in, in your case, is the fact that I could make the decisions. If it didn't happen, it was on my shoulders. It was my fault that something wasn't successful. Right. And I had the control in my power to be like, okay, we didn't get this gig because – this is what happened. We didn't get this release secured because it wasn't due on time. It's not like, hey, Johnny, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we didn't make it on time. You right. didn't have your shit together. You forgot X, Y, and Z. 
And now this just cost us uh, money or time or X, Y, you know, all of that stuff. I was in a three piece band. That went from a five-piece band, you know, like yes, and like it, it <laughs> like Slowly chipped away. Like, yeah. after, like 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 underneath three, you're a more of a live act. Three people is a band, mm-hmm. and anything up past that is band status, right? Yeah, I had we had the least amount of people. Yes, and it was still <laughs> like hellacious at times. I'm I'm talking like pulling my hair out. Like how how is this hard? How is it difficult? Yeah, why is it difficult? And everybody's built differently. And especially when you're in a creative space, you just have a bunch of like jackasses. Just everybody thinks they know what they what's best. Everybody thinks that their idea is the idea. And that's why I think it it does take a very, I would say, uh, correlative group of people that are very compatible. And you have to have that conversation, though. Like, like be like, who's doing what? Like. There has to be someone that's like the boss. Well, the food fighters. To, you know, like there yeah, has to be point. someone that's like, I'm going to make the final say because we can't all four collectively well, be like with all the, in agreement all the time. You know? Food mm-hmm. fighters is a different story. Dave Grohl has what's called empirical evidence. Literal <laughs> visual, <laughs> visual numerical proof of his success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He's just like, hey, I'm the drummer for Nirvana. You might want to listen to me. You might want to just take what, take, take, listen. <laughs> I feel like in a lot of those kind of documentaries or conversations that are like publicly released, you have like one guy that's predominantly writing the music, one guy that's working with a lyricist or writing like lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then like, they kind of all come together and figure it out. But I feel like when you're in an elementary point with a band, right. everyone's like, sitting in four corners and like jam session. Let's figure this out. I brought, I wrote these lyrics. Let's do this. Instead of it being like a well-oiled machine, it's like, let's see what sticks on the wall when we throw it over and over and over again. Yeah. It's definitely, um, it was definitely like, you know, it's formative years, you know? Yes. And And the fact that these people took me on as a young person, I eternally grateful for that, you know, cause it, 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 it pushed me into the right path. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not that this was the wrong path at the time. I thought it was, I thought it was everything, you know, it was everything to me. You know, I, yes. you know, I turned down sc- college scholarships for this mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I was dedicated to music, but you know, things change and it's, sometimes things change for the better. And at the time you may not feel like it's like the right thing that's happening, but it is, you have to surrender to the flow. Uh, yeah. You do. And <laughs> I would also say that I take a lot of stuff that I learned from meeting in a band and applied it to what I'm doing now. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? mm-hmm. So I don't look at it as a waste of time. I look at it as an experience that I've grown from. And it's also like I was just coming from teaching a lesson beforehand. The stuff that you learn from playing a musical instrument and writing music and yeah. understanding keys and understanding this yeah. and understanding uh, music theory and more than just a Camelot wheel where I don't even know why the fuck that exists. <laughs> the why are we not, wheel. That's so funny you brought that up. Why are we not like <laughs> just like going in actual keys? We're going in letters it's like, now, you know, I guess. It's like circle of fence or circle of force if you're into jazz. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's funny. The Camelot wheel, Charles and I were like, you know, hey, let's let's actually make our graphic art, like our, our artwork based off the color that the Camelot wheel, like the, our song, where our song is sitting on the Camelot wheel. Yeah. Like our song Stingo we did. It was literally greens and blues. And we're like, oh, let's make a fucking, let's, some greens and blues. Yeah. You know, I yeah, guess yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Camelot wheel. That's, that's, so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny you mentioned the Camelot wheel. That's it's like hilarious. The amount of DJs that I'm like, how many of them do you think are actually going based off of the actual circle of fists for the circle of force versus the ones that just learned the Camelot wheel? Like, oh, it's 4A. 
Or, oh, no, no, we're going 5B. to 3A. We're, we're going, going to 3A. 3A, 5B. And that's great until you open a DAW and then you realize they're not numbers. They're actually letters. Or you go <laughs> to a studio so, session and someone's like, cool, like we're an F minor. And you're like, 4A? What? Is that 4A? Is that 4A? 2A. 2A. Okay. Well, no, let, me, let, me, let me Google it. Real well, quick. here's the thing. Now that Ableton's made that conversation moot because like in Ableton, there's the scale mode. Oh, I know. Ableton 11. It's really I, good. It is really good. It is really good. I mean- I, it's so good. I will say, I, I will say though, I've been producing with the push too, and I miss the piano. There's just something about the piano having like having like some keys like in front of you and like being able to like write a melody and then like kind of tap a bass note, bass octave with it. Mm -hmm. You can't do that on the push. It's I, all over. Yeah. It's it, 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 it's really it's like cool. it's, it's, it's like you, tetrisy. You, 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 yes. could, <laughs> you could, but you have to break down your knowledge of the piano like I, entirely just to be like cool. Like uh, this is how this I do guy, my, like, this guy on YouTube, Jonathan Stein. Familiar with him? No, I'm not. So he has a whole masterclass pretty much for free on the push. Really? And how to actually utilize the push for your advantage. To oh, excuse me, to your advantage. And it's really cool. Like I, I spent I spent a couple I spent a month or so like kind of like just rabbit holing his shit. Mm -hmm. And it's complex. Ooh. It's complex. And I really I backed out because I was like, man, I kind of just want a piano. <laughs> well, I the move up here took, I think, every last dollar of mine oh, and, yeah. and when i got up here i had uh i had a nectar midi 49 key and then i had a weighted roland and i took them in you guys have some kick-ass music consignment shops here first i'll say that i took them in and i got probably like seven eight hundred dollars worth of pedals but now i miss my piano yeah. <laughs> because because like there's something different about like you can put an arpeggiator you can i assume you guys work in ableton you have yep. push yeah. You can put like an ARP on the MIDI. You can do all this creative stuff, but it's different than like you actually sitting down and writing music. If you have a music background, if you yeah. don't have a music background, you're like robot land. You're pro programming. Yeah, you're programming. You're programming. You're programming. Yeah. yeah. But there's nothing better than just like kind of jamming out on the computer. Exactly. And like sometimes you'll just like goof around and be like, oh, I like that idea. Exactly. And Ableton well, if you have a will capture that for you before you know you're recording. You know mm -hmm. that capture feature? Yes. Where you can just like be jamming like, oh, I like that. And then you click the button and it just, it's, it's like, it's, it's always recording. Yeah. It's a ghost recording. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's like, like to what you're saying, the, like why the piano resonates so well with, with productions because it's like, oh, there's a MIDI, a MIDI piano roll. Mm -hmm. And you're like, cool. Well, I have the piano right in front of me. So you're literally like the translation is way more like fluid. You're like, Oh, from piano to piano to computer. And it's, to, and, it, yes. and it's classic, you know, oh, like yeah. Be Beethoven wrote his sonatas <laughs> on the piano. You should oh. be able to write your dubstep on the piano. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially if you're just going quarter note F. Yeah. F, yeah. We're talking, F, we're talking, F. we're talking barely any moves in an interval. You know, you're going half step back to the fucking uh, absolutely. And I mean, like Porter's a great example where like, he his show was so good at Red so Rocks. So good. That was our, that was my first time at Red Rocks. What? That was the day we moved here. So there's, there, there's yeah. this nice, there's this nice girl, Kaylee on the internet. Um, she's an, uh, she runs an advocacy, advocacy program for, um, uh, the LGBTQ plus community okay. and, um, uh, sexual assault victims in music. And she's really, really awesome. And I got connected with her somehow, and she literally gave through me. Nappy, I never, right? yeah, through 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 Nappy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, our friend Michael Abernathy, um, he connected me with her, and she gave us two free tickets, or gave me Charles. Charles was out of town. Gave me two free tickets to go see Porter at Red Rocks, and Great I was like, show. I don't know. Are you sure? I was like, Are you sure? She's like, Absolutely. I can't make it. Like my like like I had some things come up, 
And she gave us she gave us the tickets, and I took uh, Muzzy Bear. With oh, me. cool! And we had a great time, and I'd never seen Porter's show. It was so great. He's so great. It he's, really, it was terrific. He's he, phenomenal. Well, he's someone that has started DJ, 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 you, translated. You, you remember Porter's first oh. stuff, right? Oh my god! <laughs> it, it, Static Snow. It was like Moonbaton. It was it was like Moonbaton, like wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And and to look how that translate back to what I was like the whole little circle. He said that. All of the nurture songs, he didn't touch his computer for like two years. All on the piano. He had like his grandmother's piano or some shit Mm -hmm. in his garage, wrote everything on piano, and then adapted it to electronic music. And it's like, that's if you have that understanding, not only does it take a huge amount of time, it's just like, I think producers get caught up sometimes in producing for other producers instead of producing for the general consumer and the musicality and the lyricism and the melodies and not that your snare is tuned to 88.5 kilohertz. And 1% of music appreciators is producers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everyone else, every, like, you everyone think else about wants to whistle not, something. Not a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, everyone, people want to whistle something. stuff in the shower. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all they really have to connect with you. And, or they want to sing what you're singing. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's why vocals connect so well. Are so important. And that's why, like, Especially, I know you guys aren't like too like too bass heavy. You guys kind of do a little bit of everything. We tap in, we tap in here and there. Our, 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 we're trying to prove our range this year, or like in the past. Like we have a, we have years. a song coming out with a jam band. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so cool though. Yeah. That's what more people need Gigantic. to do. From big, we did a song with Big Gigantic, and then we're doing a song with these guys. Can we? Are we never allowed to announce that? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Maybe it's a member. We'll it member of a. It's jam. a member of a jam. Band. Okay. Awesome. That's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um. What would you so like from you leaving the band to you? I now I know you guys are. Are you twins? Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Cool. Um, where did like MZG really? You guys decided to like take this to a serious level. So this full time. So so so, so like initially, Zach was doing Greenhouse Lounge. That was his band, um, in high school, and. He took me to like a festival that they were playing called Trinumeral in 2009. One of my first shows ever I've ever played was a music festival. Yeah. (laughs) Number two. Yeah. And so, and so basically like at the time where I was, I was making like short films, editing films, working in software, like Final Cut and stuff like that. So I was very aware with like workstation software. Yeah. And he like, you know, I, I went and rode in the car with, is steel pan player if you can believe it <laughs> steel pan player we were an electronic jam band with a reggae steel pan band. <laughs> with a steel pan was like a like, like that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah i know it was, it was but um was. so then like to, to make like to, to you make it short like went to this festival saw pretty lights big gigantic too fresh all these, all these like other like kind of DJ acts, and I was like, oh, they're up there with a computer. Like, what is this all about? Like, you know? yeah. And so I, I dug deep, and I'm like, found Ableton, and I obsessed about it because I had worked with audio in Final Cut, and I'm like, oh, this is like fun because I learned that the best way to make awesome films is to edit to the music. Like, oh yeah. You know, like that, like that synchron synchronicity was really cool to me, and then it all kind of clicked. I'm like, cool, Ableton. I'm gonna start like. Producing, or I'm gonna start making music, trying this thing out, you know, mm-hmm. and all be, be pretty much based off of just the inspiration of just going to a festival with my brother's band. That's fine. <clears throat> and so I was like, it was senior year in high school, we we're like just about to get out, and I'm thinking of a name, and I'm just like, what, it, what, like, what is, like, what, like, what am I, like, 
like, you know, all the things you could think of, like, to make sense for your name outside mm-hmm. of just saying what your name is. And yeah. so I was like, I'm like an identical twin. So I'm like, oh, what's the scientific term for identical twins? And I look it up and it's monozygotic. And I'm like, I'm going with that. That's Even though at the time I was like, not very like marketing business savvy. And like everyone in the world tells me beyond that point, like that's the longest, hardest thing I've ever had to say <laughs> in my whole life. Why would you ever make that your artist name? Yada, yada, yada. So like we initially, like I would, I would be, I would make production like music at like from whatever level I was at. And then Zach would come in and he would play some drums and that we used to perform like together Initially, like in I played 2010. I played drums. Yeah, DJ. like in 2010, we used to go by Monozygotic with a K at the end. And we were very, we were very inspired because Big Gigantic took us on the road when we were 2011. Oh. With my my band played a show, and then you you yeah. played solo. Yeah, but I mean, like and it, we were like, inspired by that. But yeah, but, but but so you know, we had done that initially, and we played like three or four shows, and like we were 19 or 20, like. We weren't even of dr- legal drinking age. We had this thing going on. And at the time, I was sitting there like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, like I haven't put enough time into something, <laughs> into something that I truly believed in. I was like, this could work. Like, me and him together playing music could work. Like, just by, you know, any, just like this, I don't know, it being it. So, like, I said to myself, I need to hold off on, like, pursuing this and I need to get more experience. Like I need to get my feet wet in this industry that I have no idea about. Mm-hmm. And so I basically told him, I'm like, I'm just going to like do a name change and just do some solo stuff. You do your thing with greenhouse lounge and let's just like get some experience under our belts before we just like take this name and just run roughshod over it with our 20 year old selves. Yeah. You know? yeah 100%. And like, so then I went by Sir Charles for a good bit and Zach was doing greenhouse lounge and that pretty much like kept going you know like i joined a management company and i had a few shows in california i played out here in um colorado i played at cervantes and the state theater and mishawaka amphitheater so i definitely got like around but it got to a point around like 2015 2016 where like it's not like i was plateauing but i felt like the the initial like hey remember that thing you said you were gonna do back then like hey we're going to do this together. It's starting to kind of like come to a fruition for me. So I was like, okay, I feel like I need to take a step back from Sir Charles and start like focusing back on monozygotic. Yeah. <clears throat> and at the time, like Zach's band just was starting was to, was starting to dissolve <laughs> by the point, by the third or fourth drummer that they had, it was just like, <laughs> okay, maybe this needs the writings in the wall. It needs to stop. So like yeah. it got to that point. I think it was at Halloween 2015, Zach and I like looked at each other. Good old Swanee. Yeah, good old yeah. Swanee. Yeah. So we we looked at each other and we're like, I think it's time now that we do this. Like we, it, we had some been, experience under our belt, you know. And and then we like got a couple of shows. And the our our sh- our first show that we did as like monozygotic, like after the you know uh, like what we had just you know gone through was in. Um, Myrtle Beach, South Myrtle Carolina. Beach. This is a funny story. This and, is how oh <laughs> this, is, this is how MZG, this is how MZG like, it's, all, it's all playing into it. It's all playing into it. I'm, I'm, I'm threading the needle here. So like, <laughs> so basically, we go and we play a show at this venue. I forget the name in Myrtle Beach, but there's this guy named Cisco Adler 
You know him? No. So Cisco He's Ab- the guitarist for Schwaze. Schwaze. Okay. So he was doing okay. a show with like- He was headlining. Fr- he was he was a fraternity party. It, well, he was headlining. That's what yeah. Myrtle we were, is. And Mono Zygotic was- <laughs> yeah. Mono Zygotic was playing after. Yeah. Okay. And, and so he, he, after he finished performing outside, we were supposed to entertain everyone inside at the bar, right? Got it. And he was like, everyone get, he's like, yeah, outside. We were right there. Yeah. He was like, everyone give it up. We're going to go party with Mono Zygato Avocado. He said guacamole. No, he said Mono Zygato Avocado. And Charles and I are like. He botched the he name. He botched the name. Botched and then it. he comes in because there's a couple people opening up for us. You yeah. Know? And he comes in. He's like, boys. He's like, we need to talk. <laughs> he's like, I don't know who you he's are. He's like, I don't really know you guys. <laughs> I don't really know you guys, this. but we need a rebrand. And I'm like, okay. Charles <laughs> and I were like. You know, like this guy's he's he's renowned, you know. He's got yeah. he's got really, you know, he's got some really like fire he's plugged, records. Sure. He's plugged. So we're like, Charles and I, I guess we'll just listen to him, you know. What yeah. I mean? Entertain this stranger. And so he's like, here, we're gonna do a little like we're gonna do a little social experiment. And he's like, he's looking at our name, he's like, What if you guys just go by MZG? Well, that's the thing. Like, I yeah. he 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 looked at us as like, what like what do you want to call yourself? And we like I ran through a thing few things and I was like at like acronyms. I'm like, well, I don't want to go by like MZK. Or MZT, and I was like, "What about MZG?" And he's just like, "We're sitting under like uh, one of those like fluorescent, like you know, ab- above the ceiling like lamps. It's like in a dentist's yeah. office." And he's like, "There it is. <laughs> Illuminate the situation. We're under the light. Here it is. MZG. We're calling it that." And he's like, "We're gonna do a social experiment. A social experiment." <laughs> and so he grabs, he grabs like some of the, one of these like fan frag kids from the crowd. Brings him in the green room and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, yada, yada. I want to introduce you to my friends, Mono Zygotic. And they were just like, "Huh?" Mono's like, "What?" Like, <laughs> like didn't even punt. Like, you know, like hit it. And then he was like, "Okay, cool." Like, we got this. Like, the kid like eventually like transitioned out. Then he brought somebody else in. He was like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, you know, glad you enjoyed the show. Yada yada. yada. These are my boys, MZG, and they're like. Oh, sick MCG! Like, how can I find you? How can I look you What's up? What's that stand for? It, it, it was like wow. an immediate like okay. I'm questioning what you are. I like what I just heard. I want to know more. And then and we told them that it stands for monozygotic. And, and what that like, means, like, that's so sick. So it, it kind of like it kind of like made sense. <laughs> oh like the layers like fit. The yeah. puzzle pieces came together 100%. at that point. And so that was our first show as MCG. And beyond that point. I hit up my like our one of our best friends Joey. His his father's a lawyer. He's been like our family lawyer. We I hit him up. I'm like, I need to get an LLC started. MZG LLC in Florida. We need to make this happen. And we got the trademark for MZG. Yeah. Like, yeah, like we 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 couldn't have been more like, let's make this happen. And so like that's like when MZG started. And from that point forward, we were just we dubbed ourselves MZG and, and our our and, I'd say our first like solid MZG set as DJs because we used to do a like a live thing mm-hmm. where Charles would play keys I played guitar and mm-hmm. we have like beats going and stuff like that we played at Okeechobee Music Festival in 2017 oh wow that's and we didn't have years. enough there wasn't enough bandwidth for them to allow us to do our live thing so they said can you do a DJ set and we're like absolutely and our DJ sets went way they went off and way better then our live shit and we're like all right let's make the change so that's when we we actually did the cd cdj switch okay mm-hmm. do you guys ever have like an intention in bringing back sure um i, I mean I, I i'd say like yes short answer. but the, yeah, like, yeah, i'm telling so you the big. energy that we felt and like the evidence that was provided for us based off the fans response mm-hmm. 
versus our live set. It was just like it was hype. I think you know? I think yeah. like the way we've even like been doing it by like holding off and like doing something now and then like bringing something like the, another element in later. I think lot like lot the live thing can be brought back into the mix once things are like really like yes. you know hitting the ground floor. Well, it like, gives people something to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. Well. Like kind of like treating it more like like a special thing. Or something to look forward to in the future and like you utilizing the DJ like aspect as something that's like, you know, it's like an affordable approach for two people. You know, there's not like we're not bringing a bunch of gear with us. CDJs are typically at the you venue know. you're playing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to bring a USB stick. Don't yeah. take a gig if there's not CDJs. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, like. like we like, can DJ on pretty much anything. But, but like honestly, like. Not even to knock CDJs or like the DJ aspect. Like it's been a lot of fun, like figuring out how to like come into our own and find that like optimal space for us to feel like confident DJs and like it takes make, time. Make the right playlist, dig for the music. Like mm-hmm. it's it's more than just like going up there and pressing buttons, being like four, three, two, one, drop. Like no. it's really like a huge like an aesthetic and like go living your life, listening to music, finding different artists seeing what they listen to and like this it's just like awesome rabbit hole of finding music and art in that way so that you can go and share it in a DJ set. And it's like there there are definitely there's there's like an air of, you know, pure purity where it's like, oh, you don't play instruments. Oh, okay. Like I have to like, you know, it's this is like a passive thing. Re- but it's like little, little do they know we can definitely play instruments. Mm-hmm. And there's like something coming, like something, you know, in the future for that. But ultimately, it's been a lot of fun just to like use utilize MCG as like you know a like a DJ act and like getting in, in, immersed in that culture. Absolutely, because it like it really is just as much of a thing as it is live music and performance and stuff. In these, my personal, these opinion, I just don't want to be a hater on any kind. I don't want like, to. I don't want to hate. Yeah, like, like, I never want to be. There's a hater there's on there's form. there's a piece of the jam band world that I've fe- I've heard and I've kind of like felt where they just think like oh yeah DJing easy stuff. <laughs> I just, my goodness, yeah, they are so incorrect. Just, you know, like I, I get that energy the case, from them. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is. Making so a playlist that's gonna pop. Well, it's not much. Pre- I don't know. You know how much pressure. But I mean, we like we we have an it, like we 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 really kind of like. <laughs> trolled the jam scene because like <laughs> we initially were like playing keys zach was playing guitar and then we we did a show where we played the uh we played with the drummer from the disco biscuits oh, okay and yeah. so like a lot of these jam kids were like ready for like this you know live act to be a thing and we kind of like switched them so yeah. like i don't, but but it was like another one of those things i almost feel like history repeating itself where we were like oh cool we're doing this but we really like haven't like practiced a lot and done a lot of like real work to like make this like a really optimal experience so we need to like pull it back do something different and like wait for like the right time for that for that to snap it's so much trial and error and i think especially if you're in electronic space if you're going to incorporate live elements it has to be an optimal Straight up, you, straight have to, up you have to be dude. shredding yeah like it has i'm talking to be you, got, you better it's be not like we it. weren't good but it's like it could be better and I, Zach and I were just not re- like, you know, we're playing with the fucking Alan O'Coin from the Disco Biscuits. Like mm-hmm. a lot of jam kids were like, hold him in such a high regard. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, I'm not able to really like solo over this stuff if it's like that time. He's not able to like really like shine in this moment. So it's like, we need to really like reel it, reel it back, like realize mm-hmm. like, okay, we've got something good going. Let's put some time into it. 
find like what our sound really is going to be. And then like in the future, when like things are really like, you know, they're like they're heard and there's an audience, like a true audience that has been listening to us forever. Then it's like this special banging thing that we can really make shine. To bring so, the live elements just, back just, in. I just want 100%. to do, do it justice. Yeah. And, by and giving it the time. Yes. And, and it's important to give time, especially if you're looking to have a long shelf life as an artist. Because there sure. are different, you know, there are DJs who have a goal of having a shelf life of three years. And then there's some <laughs> yeah. artists that have a goal of having a shelf life of and, you know, one to two decades mm-hmm. and growing and evolving. And you always want to see an act evolve. And I think adding live elements is a great way to evolve that act. From yeah. my personal experience, I have always been, obviously, from, like, the band days, I've always sung over my music, like, since I was a DJ when I had the residency. Wasn't singing. They didn't fucking give a shit. Whatever. <laughs> right. Now, when I've been, like, touring and stuff, I've got the in-ear monitor system. And... It really depends on the event that I'm at where I have to make like a consecutive decision where it's like, hey, are you going to hold this super high energy set where people are just kind of losing their shit, closing their eyes, listening to the music? Or do you want it to be more so a performative art where you have to be okay with the lower energy levels, but people are watching you? And I think that's a huge thing that I had a hard problem wrapping my mind around because I would be the only one singing on, let's say, a four or five act show, you know, wherever venue you're at. And it's kind of a mind fuck when you go up there and you're like, my, that energy from the crowd was substantially lower, but then, you know, I had a fan come up to me or, you know, an attendee and it's like, everybody's watching you because you're doing a performative act instead of just DJing. And, and the DJing sets are the most high energy, high experience points ever. And, and I think it's also, to understand that like I have such a respect for just DJs because as people in our space, you have to be good at producing, which takes a very long time and it's a very hard craft to master before you even start trying to find your sound, deciding you're going to be versatile. Engineering and music combined. You can't can't touch it either. It's Mm -hmm. not tangible. It's just all this invisible stuff that we're listening to. Yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge. It's the biggest challenge. And then... In addition to that, as a producer, you have to be a good DJ if you're going to be successful. <laughs> yeah, uh, unless unless you just want to, like, you know, play only your shit. Unless you want to play only your shit. But honestly, nobody fucking wants that. They can go on your Spotify and well, just and, you know, and that Well, that too. To but, that like, point. I'll, I'll, you know, to that point, I, I I know some people who are doing 100% all original stuff. Which I think is awesome. And I really think that's cool. However, the culture of DJing. Was, is that DJing though? Is that are you are you the disc jockey? Are you like I know what the crowd wants? It's more right like a now. showcase, correct? And exactly. I, I feel like in that space, the the biggest I would You're say subgenre, <laughs> yeah, the biggest subgenre You're a showcase J. It's <laughs> like You're show J. deep dub. Like a lot of the stuff that pops off here, I would say like Wakan. Kind of everything Charles the first wise. Refill, refill. I'm good. My I've taken like a slip and a half. uh, (laughs) But like in that space where it's mostly beats, I think a lot of people can get original like get by by doing all original content. Yeah. Where people are really just there for that like low end vibes, all of that stuff. But if you're doing something on a national touring circuit or even if you're supporting someone like big g x y and z having the mix is what i've seen to be most successful oh 100 well well, it's also like you have to look at it as 
do you want to be this like individual that's strictly just like putting off your signal or if you're like a DJ, you're also taking in other signals. You're this mm-hmm. like cell tower of like signals of being like, cool, like here's my stuff. Here's this my like one of my best friends' stuff. Here's like this person I have no idea whose stuff it is, but like I found them on Spotify and they're great. And you guys need to hear it. Like yeah. you're like it's a you're, it's treating, your you're, you're curating and treating it as this like you're like air all, traffic control. You're this all, <laughs> I mean you're this, letting certain things yeah, happen. You're like this all encompassing like be, like being up there, just like sharing. And like showing people like what they want would would want, would want to hear instead of just like what they're expecting. Yes. And like that 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 that's where I think like the like an aesthetic of DJing really like like sets itself apart. Because yes. it's like yes, I know it's like there might be some other people's music I'm playing, but like the way <laughs> that like you've you've mixed it and like like even if it's like you know in, in a in a key to where it's like you know shifting in like the circle of fifths or circle mm-hmm. of fourths, like you're mixing harmonically other people's stuff mixed with yours. And like, yeah, you can keep the percentage high where it's like, oh yeah, like sixty percent my stuff and then forty percent other people's. But nobody stuff. cares. But like, Does anybody oh. in the audience really <laughs> like, care? Nobody this is, knows. This is exactly back to that. This is back to that one percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Always the loudest. This, this is back to those loud people who are like this. This yeah, niche like, population of people like, how, how many of your songs the, did the, you play? The niche haters that want to like, you know, sit there and you know. But that's also another thing where I always feel like when there's people that are like, this is a hundred percent all original, like. Okay, so what are you just putting down the entire DJ community as a it's, whole right now? It's it's a it's a it, it's know. you know it's a, a it's a flex it, it's a flex it's and a flex. It, it's a flex and it's kind of passive aggressive. It is. It it, it is. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. To but to each their own. Oh, of to course, each their absolutely. Own. Yeah. I just think that we get so wrapped up because like this shit is literally our lives that sure. we don't realize how many people literally don't give a shit and just want to have a good time. See, but and it's you know if you're asked to play at a bar. Right. Mm-hmm. Like say Charles and I were asked to play at a bar with, you know, all sorts of like people we wouldn't necessarily associate ourselves with. See, we, I couldn't say yes to see, that. See, though. we could. I could do terrible. We could, we could cause we have the crates for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's DJing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Could you, could, could we do a wedding? We got the crates for it. Mm-hmm. Could, you know, could, can you, uh, can you, can not you make. Not saying we would. But not like, saying we, we would. But that's we your can. skill set. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But it's also like, you know, there's that, there's that, like, you know, that, that point where you're just like, can you play this party? No, I can't. Cause I only have my, music. I'm just all yeah. original dude. I'm just, I'm just all, all consumed. I don't know. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? And so like, it, yeah. but like some people, like what we're talking about, the 1% of people who are mm-hmm. just like, is this all your stuff? A lot of people, the ninety nine percent of those people, are like, I just want to party and have a couple of drinks. Yes, and dance. And yeah. can you good. make me do that? Yeah, I think the best DJ is like not giving them what they want to hear, but what like you know what? they need to yeah, hear, like, and exactly. it's like putting them on to, to like new shit. Yeah, yeah. But that's the best but thing about DJ. But that's how culture was developed too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's how these parties were started. It's like a bunch of people getting together, making a bunch of music, and playing each other's stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone's like, "What's this track?" It's like, "Oh, this is my friend's track." Like, you you'd love them. You know, that's the that's the exposure. That's where the you know that's where things start to um, oh, yeah, evolve like, yeah. and sort of like spread. You know, absolutely. O- overall, no shade to the hundred percent all no shade. Cats. No shade. No shade. But to, to sit there and say that you're like a DJ is you're kind of like misusing the word. You're DJing your stuff. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think there is. It's hard because I feel like there is this crossover. Like I do use like Porter as an example now where like his sets didn't used to be all his, but now that he's like kind of stepped into this live space, yeah. kind of like Maddie on as well, it's a live where act. it's yeah. a live act yeah. and he may throw one or two other people's songs in there, but it's like the a majority is like yeah. your stuff. But again, 
he's worked what over a decade to get to a point where it's like everybody knows every single song off the album they're here to see you it's very subjective too yes you know like some people go to see djs because they're like i can't wait to hear something i've never heard before Yes. You know what I mean? Ooh. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Special delivery. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> but yeah, that's like... like yeah. So so overall, like, taking a step back and being like MZG, the DJ set, has like really like given us a lot of time to op- open our, 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 our minds, our hearts, and our ears to like all these influences mm-hmm. to, so that like when it is time to go back to our live set, like we know what we're doing. You take what from we everything. Want. We yeah. took from everything. We ingested the culture and if like now like exhausted this new, like, you know, invented thing that is MCG, like, yeah. you know, with the experience, like we just like really, at least like for me, like I've always wanted to actually give things time because you can rush and be this flash pan thing. And then like, you're here today and gone tomorrow because you didn't want to take the time to be like, okay, like my ultimate desire is to be this, like, you know, the person on stage is like up arms in the air and everyone loves me. But like, that's this, this like insane desire that would like just cloud the actual vision. So like taking a step back and giving things time, I feel like ultimately doesn't make you that flash pan thing it, it it sets you up to actually have like a longer existence in music we've know? all seen people throughout the duration of our time doing this who have gone way up and come down <laughs> as quickly it's as they went like, pump and dump yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can look at crypto yeah. charts they're real similar real yeah. similar this <laughs> brand new you want you want to be an etf you know you want to uh, just like slow little gradual up up, up, yeah. up, up, Either way, up. not to even make it like a chart thing. And it's yeah. hard too as a mentality as an artist when you like see somebody where you're like, wait, why the fuck is this happening right now? And then like you start to understand the back end of just everybody's on their own path. And as soon as you can like stop comparing yourself to X, Y, that was the biggest. That was yeah. the biggest step for us. I yeah. was like, you know, like let's just we're just doing our own thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like we we love tech house. We love bass music. We love live music. Live music. We love jam bands. Like we <laughs> have music in general. Like, there's so yeah. much that goes into like what we do, genre wise. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard. Like we're you know like should we rebrand and have a different project? It's like no, let's just make it all MZG and have little identities. Yeah, yeah, like you know, little projects that we do underneath the MZG like moniker. network. You, you know, know what I mean? You know, it's like so. uh we're just we're we're so we're we're so deeply in tuned with um with just records. Mm-hmm. Like we just like I listen to so much different stuff. Yeah. I feel like there's such a difference between making like especially in like EDM, making like track and making like like you know, there's you, right about you that. can make like a banger and be like, okay, this is fucking banger, and then you can like Sit down with vocalists, sit down with songwriters, I was, sit down I was with having, I was having record. this conversation with Briz. Like, we, we were talking about, like, what, like, music you got cutting, coming up, yada, yada, yada. And we were, like, kind of differentiating the, like, difference between. There's just, like, songs that are made just to be, like, energetic and fun and, yes. like, hyper. And, like, you would never play this at a dinner party. Or, no. or, or, like, you know, sitting down to eat or, like, you know, waking up to, like, you know, take a, sh- like, you know what I'm saying? Like, take a shower or anything like that. It's. There's like those things as a DJ where you're just like, cool, like I want to make a track specifically to like get these moments to like Go. really build energy. And then there's like times you're in the studio, like I'm making a song and like this is not something that I would necessarily just 
DJ like right off See, the cuff and like you know, put in a set. It's just like you're making a record. That song that we're doing with that band. Yeah. It's a, it's a record. <laughs> it's a record. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it took us months to like, you know, of recording, layering, mm-hmm. engineering. Whole different like, process. Just like, you know, it, 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 we want it to be something memorable. Yes. You know, it's so and funny it that time. you brought that up, though. Yeah. It really is. Like, I like that you brought that up because there really is, like, t- there's t- there are differences. There's, like, DJ tools songs. You and, know, like- and I personally, like, would get really down on myself because I'd be like, oh, I want I want every song to be, like, all that it can be. You know? Right, you want it yeah. to be, like, I want 100%. this to be perfect. And I'm in a, I'm in a kind of, like, not rut, but I've been, like, working on, like, writing, like, records. Like, taking two, three months, really going through it going and backtracking, doing the harmonies, doing the acapellas, doing X, Y, and Z. And then I'm now I'm like putting together sets for the festival. So it's like, oh my God, I got to make some like bangers. See, like, <laughs> I got to like, like, fucking And, and, and those bangers will like grab their attention. Then yeah. like in the, in the lower dynamic parts of your set, then you can actually sit there and sing, show your artistry. Yep. And it's like you're sandwiching, sandwiching, sam- sandwiching. sandwiching. <laughs> but like, you know, sandwiching. the bangers in between the art so that they, you can grab their attention and like show them what you're really about. No, exactly. You know? people, and it's, people, people yeah. like range. Yeah. People do like range. People even though, do even like though they range. don't know it. They do, they like, do like it. Well, <laughs> I feel like we're coming on a point too where being a multi-genre fasted artist is starting to be a bit more accepted than Straight it up. used to be. And I like I sat down with Nitty Gritty a few months ago, and love he was like, Ricky. Love him. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. He's a great example. He was always from like Ricky me coming from Florida. Boy. You guys, boy. okay? So you love guys know. Ricky, okay, so <laughs> he was like the one who I looked at and said, okay, this journey may take longer, but he's doing everything he wants to do, and he's fucking killing it. Yeah. See, that's where Charles and I were at. We're like, I don't want to fall under a temple. No. I want, like, I, I no. even in my own soul, like. And we were advised. There was, like, a few times we were advised, like, oh, you need to, like, stick to one stick sound. Stick to one thing. Like, and we're just, that's, like. That's and, in my, I was, too. I'm, and I'm telling yeah. you. Twilight Fellas Manager. I'm t- I, that's literally, we were, we were, you know, we had the same experience, dude. And, like, yeah. all, you know, all loved them, but, like, we just had to, I was, like, I, I, I in my soul. Vibe. When I was told that I can't make house music anymore, it hurt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was like, dude, like, but this is what I so love. Like, can't, but like, like Grizz does all types of music. Big G does all types of music. You look at top A tier acts and they're doing whatever what they, they want, want but whatever they're they staying want. in the confines of like, yeah, they're li- brand. I think yeah. You just have to have, I think, people, you, you got to know when you're not the best person to make a certain decision. Oh, yeah. And that's why you have the right people in your corner. To advise. Yep. You know, and and, 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 and make sure I've always we've we've learned it's it having fun people yeah. in your yeah. corner and not so like it, there's obviously times to be serious. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock the seriousness because mm-hmm. you need need some seriousness. But having fun, fun loving, energetic people in your corner that are just like, do it. Yeah. That is everything I feel like an artist could ever ask for in a management in a manager. Yes. You know, because those people are influences, you know. Sometimes you're caught and you're just like, oh, I don't know what to do. And yeah. Those are the people you rely on that are like, hey, let's get you back on track. Yes. And, you know, you have people that are just, you know, so blinded sometimes that are just like, oh, we need to do this one thing, one thing. And that's fine, I guess, depending on the person you are. But we're just so free form with as artists. Like, we just love. We always have them. I play acoustic jazz music yeah. by myself. <laughs> you know no, I mean? That's like, great. I mean, yeah. I never thought I'd have a fucking podcast. Like, I started right, this right. shit in COVID. It's kind of like. You, I feel like when you start out as an artist, you have such a clear vision of how everything's supposed to happen. 
Yeah. And and this is how this is going to go down. And, yeah. and some and of the best music you'll ever make in your life is when you first start. Yes. In my opinion. It's so crazy. It's because weird how that is. <laughs> I was going through my hard drive the other day because exactly what I was just saying. Yeah. I have some festival sets coming up. I'm like, yo, I need to play some of my music. But right now, my music is all over the fucking place. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I can't fucking fit it into my set. And I'm not going to fucking try. So... Right now, take these acapellas. Let's make some, like, bangers out of them. And I went back to music that I was writing in, like, three, four years ago. And, like, granted, I, I had a lot of no idea what I was doing. However, the ideas were there. The intent. And I was like, yeah. honestly, something- clean this up. This is <laughs> yeah. fire. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. something so beautiful about the whole, like, not being as self-aware as you are further down the line. Like when you're first starting out and it's like the energy of just being like, I'm so happy to be here. These are my ideas. You haven't even like gotten to that. You haven't even Give gotten to that. star. You haven't, you haven't gotten to that Give point or like you haven't gotten jaded yet, you know, to the point where you have to like take a step back, reel it in, whatever. But like there really is something magical about like the uh, like, like the lack of self-awareness you have as like a beginning artist. Just to make, just, just to like, create. Even like, down to like sample selection, right? As a mature artist now, like, you know, like doing doing it for a while. Virtual right snare, like, Kazo R. Well, you, yeah. ha- <laughs> you, you have an ear, you have an ear for what's mixed well as far as one shots go samples, right? Yeah, yeah. When I first started, <laughs> no idea about any of that. I was just like, Oh, is this a kick? It'll work. You know? <laughs> it says kick. Okay, cool. <laughs> I need a three, two, one, go sample. But but my you know, because <laughs> because my mind wasn't so hyper focused on the, you know, um the like oral nuances. The oral nuances. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the You're the just t- creating the the timbre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the sample, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this says kick? Cool. I'll just put it in the song. And I made the song with more of my, like, you know, actual, like, love and, like, intention. Because like, you were just, just excited just, to be doing it. I was just it. Like, yeah. so excited to be doing it. I was like, I got this idea. Boom, boom, And, like, it, it, I put it down. Track didn't take off or, like, you know, the song never got made, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Did the same thing you did. Went back in my hard drives. And then I was like, wait, this is a great tune. I just need to change the sample. Yeah. And I changed the sample, and then it became one of our, it became yeah. one of our like pop most popping songs on SoundCloud. I just can't have everything sitting at like plus ten dB, all just like playing right. at once with no EQ and yeah. yeah. So because it's funny, you have to like channel. You have to like I use, but it's back. like that shit's to, not fun. See, you have to see, tap see, back but, into see, like that initial excitement to switch to know? switch that conversation though. Like I used to be so afraid of clipping, and now I'm like not. Because yeah. I know how to use it, right? Exactly. Every time Ableton would turn red, I just turn it down like a ding dong. You don't. <laughs> you, you don't need to do that, no. you know. And like to yeah. not to switch the not to, not to switch the for Ableton being thirty two bit floating point. Not, yeah, you know. But but when you're young, you don't get that. No. You know, like I want my if my I wanted my kick to go past zero sometimes. You know, like sometimes your kick sample needs to go past that because that's what your ears are telling you. Yeah. But you're like, ooh, red, bad. No, yeah. thank you. It's one thing I'd like Ableton to do. Switch it up a little bit. Like it's green. It's this beautiful green color, Let's make it and purple. then all of a sudden it's it's just red. Why don't like, we make it rainbow? Or wh- why, don't, why don't why don't we just do it in stages? Like until it's actually distorting, where it's like like cracking. Does it turn red? Yeah. Make it go yellow, and then orange, and then like red, blue, and then purple. <laughs> I don't know. Then red. When you're on like but fifty dB, it's very it's but it's very you know like you know you, you go from green to red, and as a young you know young producer, you're like, ooh, that must be bad, right? And yeah. I would just turn it down. I'm trained by this traffic lights. I'm trained by the traffic lights. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop what you're doing right now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think what I tell my students all the time, mostly I teach like bass music. And, I teach. Um, That's awesome. Is to learn the rules is important so you can break them. Yeah. And and I and I say that because I'm like, you know, big fact. Using your ears when they're not super tired and fatigued, in combination with understanding some of the rules, in combination with understanding that every subtronic song is hitting at like <laughs> Plus thirty, and we'll and, get you to where you want and, to go. And the Grizz, the Grizztronics tune. Oh, I can't imagine. I, vi- I like. like I used. I used. I used the Unlean uh, loudspeaker. Yeah, yeah, that's. And I'm. I I monitored their True Peaks, three point five dB above True Peak. Yeah. and it's a hit. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's where it's like. You don't have to pay such close attention to all of these like, like fine details. Them makes you able to like. A lot slightly break those rules, like slightly, like you know. Yeah, be like, okay, I understand if I can go a little little bit above what we need. But it all falls back to trusting your ears too. Yes, and also contrast artwork, like artwork, and and whether it's like you know, um, you know, visual or like you know, oral. Mm -hmm. Contrast is everything. Like if everything is at zero dB, nothing's loud. It's the dynamic range, right? You know what I mean. Like if everything's has a stereo imager on it, nothing's wide. Choosing things to be loud or to be wide and then contrasting the other elements underneath it or like centering it underneath like, you know, the wide elements. That's what makes a mix awesome. Yeah. In my opinion. I I think the biggest thing for me was learning that less is more. Oh, of course. Like, like I would always be like, oh, no, like it's got to be epic here. Oh, yeah. It's got to add here and I got to have this here. it's not adding anything to the song, delete it. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, if I can't hear it, why the fuck is it there? Yeah, and and the fact that like more is less. Like you have like all this like shit going on. Sometimes you're not even like getting to the actual point of the idea of the track. The motif. Embellish the motif. Yeah, exactly. Add some good lyrics. So a friend of ours, Hero Bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He set up this Venn diagram. She's from Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah, He, He set up this Venn diagram that was excellent. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was four circles, right? And super the first, the first circle was, uh, the first circle was vocal, right? Having a vocal in a track. Yeah. Right. The second one was cadence, having something sort of familiar, right? Yeah. Like something you can whistle, right? The, the third circle was shock value and theme, having something that just like oh, grabs the listener, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh my God, what a cool concept, right? And the fourth circle was, um, say, yeah, uh, engineering, superior engineering. So if you can combine those four elements together, in the center is Skrillex. <laughs> 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 no, and I'm serious. Like, this is not any joke. Uh, I literally saved a screen. He did a, uh, it was during 2020. Okay. And he did a. Like a little master class. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. Well, he did a little master class with Protohype. Oh, And okay. he was like, all right, guys, I got a, I got a Venn diagram for y'all. <laughs> and he literally, I'm telling you, I, I have the screenshot. Cause like, you know, I saw that and I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. And so that's kind of like what, like if I'm trying to make a smacker, like a yeah. hit, I'm like, okay, right. I need, I need to make sure that it hits all four of these corners. I'm I'm like hearing like dance. Well, cause dude, look yeah. at dude, look at Hero Bus. Like, dude, he is really an un like an unspoken king of the industry. He's you know really I mean? yeah. Like he has made such so many good songs. Like yeah, like, like bangers. All like, like great motifs, like like work, like so many vocals, vocals, <laughs> shock <cadence>. value. It's <laughs> yeah. just like 
everything. He he really is like he listens to his own Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> he hears wow. that Venn diagram. Wow, I love it. Crazy. Yeah. Um. So when you guys decided, okay, like we're taking a step back, we're gonna do DJing, we're gonna add the live elements later. Is there a genre you wanted to focus on, or are you guys just like I want to make music? We That's really it. we really like hip hop. And okay. Like, Trap and stuff. Well, I can yeah, hear that Moomba tone. Hip hop and so house is like really hip hop like and house where is where we're like we're at. going to be focused. And when we were making the track with Dom, yes, um, that's what I wanted to focus we, on. We, uh, you know, it was really cool. Like, we went into the session and had no, no one had a, <laughs> we had no demos, no one had anything. I think I had a demo. We were just but like, we were just like, that's yeah. the best though. And it was a blank canvas. And then we started it and we found some stuff, you know, on Splice Town. Love Splice. Splice. Um, we found some. App so nice, they named it Splice. <laughs> they have so nice, they named it Splice. <laughs> you guys just need to make shirts. <laughs> like all the shirts will be your merch. Just have it, and then like in the bottom left, bottom corner, just be like MZG. Yeah. We have we, we have so many we have so many little sayings like when in doubt reverb out. <laughs> if you're mixing. <laughs> Anyway, oh. so we were, you know, we had this whole blank canvas thing going on. And then our friends, uh, Kyle Lex Banco, are you familiar with these Yeah, guys? yeah, yeah. So we made a song with them called Bullin', and they had us over. We had, we, they hit us up on Instagram to make the song. This is 2018. Okay. And they, you know, brought us over, and they made us do this thing that I had never done in producing before at, when we're collaborating. It's called the Round Robin. Every producer in the room gets get 15, minutes. 15 yep. minutes in the hot seat. And you rotate. It's Does, so great. And it's really such a you, productive. You got like six ding dongs in the room. Like, <laughs> one guy's like sitting there like. It makes know. me like start sweating though. Cause I'm kind of like, well, see, wow, now, I feel like I'm under pressure now, to like make now, something great. Now, here's the pressure now, like, what breaks now, yeah. though, now but know? here's the thing. When it's not your turn, you're sitting there. What am I doing next? And what yeah. am I going to do right when I sit down? You know what I mean? And like, so you get to formulate your plot. And you get to formulate your your your, impl- your your implementation of what you want to do in the track as someone else is working. You're like, what? In the, it becomes a flow, you know. Yeah. Right for a and we t- and so to bring it to, to bring it full circle, we went in, in in the studio with Dom. We're like, hey, we should try this round robin technique. He's like, what round robin? What? What do you mean? I'm like, we just set timer like 15 minutes. You hit, you hit the seat. I hit the seat. Charles hits the seat. And he was like, okay, okay. And then like he, he started really liking it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Every that's set, what, like, made energy. Like that's what how that's how energy was made. Tech, yeah. And you could tell Don, like every time I would I would get in the hot seat, Charles and Dom would get ideas, and they're like, they'd tell me to do stuff sometimes yeah. too, which is fine. Like as long as there's one captain. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's not. No, it's great. And like four five, four hours, five hours will fly. Oh yeah, and it it, so it, it flew by really fast. And that's like, honestly four times fifteen minutes. That's like an hour. And yeah. Col- <laughs> Colin and Ben from KXB taught us that. And we brought it to the table with Dom and he was like, this is amazing. And we're like, we've been doing it with all of our collaborative collaborators as of recently and they love it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. It's a great idea to start with when you have like nothing. And like, and, and it's that, just and good to not put the, like all the weight or the pressure on the one person and like one person gets there. locked in and then you just have like two dudes like hovering over you like yeah. the entire time. That's where you, you know? see the salty Twitter comments. <laughs> made the whole thing. And, <laughs> and, believe, and believe it or not, we released uh, our song Bullin with Colin and Ben mm-hmm. on a um, Mubatone label. You familiar with Gesture from Los Angeles? JST. JSTR. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was literally looking at his label yesterday, yeah. which is group, group, group chat. chat. Yeah. So okay. Coming up, we, in the world. we released. <laughs> yeah, love group, group love group chat. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're, they're great peeps. Um, we released that song "Bullin" with Colin and Ben through group chat, 
And you know, funny history about group chat too. Funny I, history too. I, I like Ivar the AR for group chat. When I was doing Sir Charles stuff, me and him had a couple collaborations on Cannibal and okay, Black Tire Sex them. Machines. I've had releases labeled. with them. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so like, fast forward to like Bullen and stuff like that. We're thinking about labels, and we're like, oh, like I know Ivar was saying he's like working with this label group chat. Like, hit him up, like send him the demo, and they were like, we want this. And we're like, and it wasn't, and it wasn't really Moomba. Okay. You know? Yeah. And and, and, and there's a couple (laughs) artists, there's a couple (laughs) artists on the label that don't do Moomba either. That's electronic music, but they just love the groove a lot, you know? Yeah. Because that's where Charles. Good music's good music. Well, that's where Charles and I's like, I feel like our strong suit is focused on his groove and and making sure that things can, you can dance to it. You know, that's where our strong suit is. Um, And uh, so we released that song with them. And then, you know, we were in the studio with Dom. And all of a sudden, I swear, this 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 track just came to be a Moomba song. And yeah. when we put it's it out. It's got a definite Moomba vibe. Because yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I had seen your your project a numerous amount of places. Um, but I hadn't really, like, dug into the discography until the collab. And I was listening, I was like, this is Moomba. This is really cool. And then I listened, I was like, they're not Moomba. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're not Moomba at all. And, like, that, I think that's the story of our ability to show a range. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we can make all sorts of music. And what's really cool too is like um, in that song, it's we did a halftime hip hop drop. Okay, yeah. So you know, drop, we, yeah. the second drop of the, of the tune, we actually dropped really into one oh one oh one is the BPM. We did one hundred and one BPM hip hop drop. So that was like where Dom plays 50, a bunch of yeah. like very yeah, 55? like fifty five. Yeah, it's like fifty five BPM, fifty five and a half. <laughs> you know, BPM like in uh, hip hop because it's Dom, like the. And we got inspired by this producer. His name's Rascal from Germany. And he had a tune where he did this halftime sort of like hip hop stuff yeah. with a sax. And I was like, yo, Dom, we can make stuff like this. And I showed him the song. He's like, oh, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and it was cool because, it, cause, you know, we wanted to not just make a Moomba tune. We wanted to have some shock value there. Mm-hmm. Back to the Venn diagram. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we want to add a little shock value. Yeah. So yeah. That's awesome. That's a that's that's really cool. And have you guys known the Big G guys for like a while? So oh my god. Yeah. I don't want to date goes ourselves, yeah. but yeah. 2010. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're we've been around. We've been around. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it was yeah. a great album. You know, I felt like they're just an act that's very versatile. I feel like that's a not just a Denver thing, but I feel like every act I know here that lives here really has a good range of yeah. what they do. Grit, Grizz and Big Gigantic being two to the ones that I, like, I would say. Oh my God, when I moved here, I knew some acts lived here, but I didn't really know how many acts lived <laughs> and, here. And, and since COVID, was like, even more Oh, everybody wants every, to move Everyone here. was everyone like, I don't know if I'm feeling LA anymore. Our, <laughs> no, this is like, this is going to be it. You like, know, I know. You know Good Times Ahead? Yeah. So Matt from Good Times Ahead, he lives here. Really? Yeah. Every time I'm I have a podcast, I learned about one new person. <laughs> one like, new person. Up. We got, we, we actually, uh, at Big Dub this past weekend, we hung out with this guy named Hayes. Hayes, H-A-Y-Z. He's H-E-Y-Z. From, H-E-Y-Z. H-E-Y-Z. Oh, he's on Wasserman. Yeah, he's, he's on, on, yeah, he's, on Wasserman. I met him when he was here. Yeah, he's on yeah. He's literally moving down the street He's moving down the street from us. He's moving yeah. I know, right? Because <laughs> he was talking about Exodus. it. Because 17 David, 1788, just moved here. Yep. G-Rex just moved here. Mitchell. Wait, 1788, sir? Yeah, he's here now. Funny story about him. 
We, we, were, we, we, were at, we, were, we were at E-Forest. Okay. So Big G brought us out to E-Forest to perform. Energy. Oh, this year? Yeah, this year. Oh, fun. To perform energy with them and stuff. God, that was my first and, festival um, ever. Everybody said I ruined it for and, myself. And, and so our, our, our friend Ryan Hug, <laughs> who's actually a manager here. Ryan Hug, who's a manager here. He was, um, he had like kind of control over the good life stage, the VIP stage. Okay. That's that's the overhang and yes. they have the inside. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, so the like VIP one, one part of an opera the VIP house. stage yeah. was um the VIP stage was like super popping. Right? Mm-hmm. And Ryan's like, "Yo, I can get you guys a set Thursday. You know, it's gonna be great." And so we played our hour and a half, and it was popping off. Like, yeah, and and they don't tell you who's playing, right? Yeah, so it was just, it was Charles and I literally just might we might as well have been auditioning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and we packed this damn near auditorium out. It was it, so it, big. Like, if you've seen yeah. the Sydney Opera House, it looks like one section of, of like, the, the Sydney, Sydney Opera House. house. Every year it gets, things. like, a little bit bigger. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like so so, so the, the stage manager uh, was like, hey, 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're, like, wrapping up. And we're exhausted at this yeah. point. You know, it's, like, two. And then he goes up, do you have another hour and a half? <laughs> and we're like, why? And he's like, well, 1788L couldn't make it. <laughs> He must have forgot. I guess he for, he said he so, forgot to play. He forgot he was playing that day. What, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, Something they, happened. Some miscom. Anyway, so said, David David allowed us to play another hour and a half <laughs> at the Good Life stage. We ended at like four thirty. Everyone was so sloppy at the end. Of was, it. We were sloppy. we were sloppy. It's too. like day one, like, and you're like, this, this sake bottle is completely gone. gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a crowd shot. Cool. Yeah. Uh, hope everyone gets a good night's and, sleep. And, and, and yeah. thanks to thanks to David for allowing us to play another his during his set shout out yeah. david we yeah, missed him we were like oh man because i love david he's yeah. a great guy yeah so he's here uh taboo's here now mitchell nice. and then here. space wizards here and tati red drum is here and uh there's just a lot of people here it's a mass yeah, closely i have maddie o'neill coming on in two weeks she's nice. love her love her yeah she's great she just played lala it's huge yeah big stuff it's gonna be a big place it already is a big this place is gonna it's be gonna be a, a newer or like whatever yeah. you want to call it, like you know, we just can't ruin it. Just, 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 just keep ca- certain people it's out. It's the cowboy LA. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it has like a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I don't know. I've just known some people have moved to LA thinking it's gonna like help, and then they realize like, wow, like I have to do. Get, you like, have millions job. of dollars to insulate yeah. yourself. From Are the you ready to pay? Are you ready to pay $25 for a jar of peanut butter? Is that like what we're ready for? Oh, my God. Okay, so what's what's coming up? What's in the pipeline? What are you guys working on that you're excited to share? I mean, I'd, I'd say that we have, like, you know, we have a song coming out with, like, a really good friend of ours that is in an amazing band that... And it's one of these songs that it's like really going to show like our range and how like of musicality and how it's just like not just strictly EDM here, but it okay. does have like EDM like production value. Sweet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, then we're playing Hulaween, which we're really excited about. That's fun. Well, that's a, we, that's a dream if you didn't know this, we've played every Hulaween since the first. Really? Yeah. yeah. We've been really tight okay. with. Um, it was initially Paul of mine who is like sort of the liaison and promoter between the Swanee Music Park itself and the actual festival like directors like Michael Berg. Okay, yeah. So he's he he really put us on in a in a big way. And like one of our first MZG shows we played was um it was a pre party, right? That's um, awesome. At Halloween. So we're really excited about that. Our next like upcoming one outside of Halloween is going to be um Big Fam. Big Fam. 
Oh, that's fun. Where's that at? Michigan. It's in Michigan. West? I think, I think Grand Rapids, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. If I'm not that has mistaken. a good lineup. That has a fun not a lineup. Major lineup. Yeah. Similar to Big Dub. Big Dub had some 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 Big Dub some, always has some hitters, dude. Yeah. We looked at the past lineups. I was like, whoa. Yeah. They're definitely. I think. I think some. Thankfully, smaller event companies are starting to fully recover from COVID. So mm-hmm. I think you know. And then you know we also have you know we're playing Red Rocks with Big Gigantic. Yes, that's for out of town. That's gonna be awesome. So yeah, we're gonna be looking very forward to that. A lot of fun time. Gonna try to do some after parties. Yes. Yes. When is that? Um, September. Twenty fourth uh, and twenty third. There's definitely some Sweet shows in the, in the works that we cannot talk about. Can't talk about, but they're, about, like, but they're major. Exciting. They're exciting. Ma- they're, they're insane. So, they're like insane, insane. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Are Very we, exciting. Yeah. I'm out. We, yeah. And then we also have, um, like, like we were saying, like with our, you know, multi-genre aspect and like how we like to have like little like projects that to like kind of like make a moniker within the moniker. Mm-hmm. We're going to be releasing some uh, like, we were we were in the car like we we're like trying to come up with like the what we were gonna call it like what the genre would be of like what we're calling it. It's a uh, bassy disco tech house. <laughs> <laughs> bassy disco tech house. So like I'm excited to hear this. So we like we we have this like fun thing where we like trying to play like you know like play around with the fact that there's two of us and like genres of music. So we we're having this art project that we're gonna be presenting called Duplex. Ooh. And it's house music, two of us, duplex. You get it. You get I get it. it. <laughs> That's honestly really cool. Yeah. I, I always try to ask people, uh, um, you know, where they got their name from, how they got their name. It's definitely one of the best stories I've heard. And it makes a lot of sense. It's honestly a really good story to tell. Most right. people are just like, yeah, I like dinosaurs. Yeah, I like this. Like, I'm just, Diplo because I like Diplo. Sorry, I like to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, so like... The fact that like we're like having another art project within like we're we're doing what we're, what we've been like thinking about doing and implementing it and it feels right and we're making artwork for it and it's just like we're doing what we've like really wanted to do by like having like MZ, MZG be this like the, like the network and then we can just do like fun little projects that are like I like they can like it, it's an identification but it's underneath this like you know, umbrella of like our musicality and our artistry. So like, I, 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 it feels different and it feels fun. And like, we're really excited to like, kind of just push these like newer art projects. Yeah. That like deviate, but also still stay within what we have going on. Umbrella. Yeah. I love that. People need yeah. to do more of that. I think a lot of artists always get kind of scared to just kind of like go. I, I, I really admire uh, sudden death and how he does like void. And Jeez. like, like he has like a whole other thing within yeah. the thing, and like, like Sm- Smokeland does a down tempo, do yeah, liquid, liquid smoke, liquid like, smoke. Yep, it's, I think it's, it's okay. It's fun. It to, it's okay. fun. To and do you that don't, stuff. you don't have to set a new, make a new Instagram account. No. Yeah, like just, just <laughs> you don't need to, you don't yeah. need to expand the bandwidth as much as you just like. Yeah. It's it, it's fine within your own project. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah well, do- guys, thank you very much for coming on. Of course, yeah. Zach, Charles, um, thank you so much. This is MZG. I'm super, super stoked to see the future of the project, get to know a little bit more about you guys, and uh, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.